This is Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson from TeachersPD.net, giving you effective teaching and learning strategies for your classroom. Hi, and welcome to Episode 8 of the Effective Teaching Podcast. Today, we're looking at student reflections. We all know that reflective practice as a teacher is one of the key activities for progress. As we reflect on our lessons or our units and how our students have really learnt or not learnt, we identify areas for growth and begin to see the areas of our programs that need adjustment for the future. So our constant practice of reflection actually helps us to refine not only our units and what the students are learning, but also our own practice because we're beginning to learn more about our teaching and more about how students learn through those reflections. So the same thing applies to our students. It's really important for our students to reflect on their learning because it helps the students to see the importance of their learning. It helps them to know why what they learnt needed to be learned. It helps students to identify and develop how the learning occurred. It helps them to know which aspects made them think and how they found solutions to problems. It helps us as teachers to see how students are thinking, uh, their whole thought process, and identify ways that could really help them in their learning. It can also be used to assist peers as they provide each other with feedback, or maybe help us as teachers to provide more targeted and effective feedback to our students. It provides invaluable feedback to us as teachers to then adjust our practice to help serve our students and help them to become better learners. Now, helping students to reflect on practice works really well if we already have established things like the learning goals and the success criteria for the lessons or for the units. And if you listen to my first episode, which is all about learning goals, you'll see how learning goals need to be broken down into sub-goals and each of those will need success criteria. So it's really important to have that kind of established for your students. It's then important for us to have already identified where the student began and where they are currently. And really, the students reflecting on their learning can help us to know exactly where they are currently. And so students can see as they're reflecting how they're going in relation to their goals. What are they already achieved in relation to their success criteria? And you're helping your students to make that transition from what happened in the classroom to actually looking at where they are or where they were, the progress they've made, the progress they've still got to make in what they've already achieved, what the next steps are that they need to achieve in order to get to that goal. And then as they get those sub-goals and they start to experience success, they begin to actually enjoy learning, which is part of what's really key for helping to create lifelong learners. So how might we actually help our students to reflect? I often will provide my students with some kind of a scaffold, which normally has a whole bunch of questions in there that are designed to really guide them to reflect. Now that can be done through multiple ways, such as a paired discussion. They might sit there and chat with each other, but let's stay focused on our questions. So questions might include things like, was there anything that surprised you today? And then why did that surprise you? What did you learn today? What was most important from what you learned today? And why do you think that is so important? Is there anything that you would like to learn more about or that made you curious? Is there anything from today that you can apply to everyday life? What was difficult for you today? And then why? What did you do or could you do next time to overcome those difficulties or similar difficulties that are going to arise throughout your learning? 
What are you going to do next to reach your learning goals or sub goals? And why are you going to do those things next? How did you or could you help someone else with their learning? Some of my must-have questions for all of my scaffolds that I give my students to help them to reflect are, how did I help you today? So that's them particularly giving me feedback about what I did that day to help them. I also ask them, what did I do that hindered or got in the way of your learning today? And that's them providing me feedback of what I should not be doing to them or for them in the classroom. And then I'll ask them, what would they like me to do more of next time or something to do for the first time next and that helps them to provide me with feedback about what I'm actually doing as a teacher and helping me to adjust what I'm doing that particularly suits them or the individual student in front of me rather than just doing stuff that I think works generically for everyone I now can adjust things based on my students feedbacks about what they want from me and that's really important but I would say with any of these scaffolds one of the most important things for you to include is that question why because it's the question why that you put at the end of another question so you might ask was there anything that surprised you today and then why and it's that why that actually has the students to start to think critically helps them to go into a deeper sense of reflection and helps them to start to make those bigger connections across their brain to help them to remember things longer but also to see the meaning that is attached to the learning that they've experienced throughout that lesson or that unit whatever it happens to be that they've just gone through now ways that you might have your students do their reflections and I actually often like to provide my students lots of choice in the way that they're going to do their own reflections so they might choose to do it in a paired discussion they might sit down with their friend and have a chat but I'll still ask them maybe to record that chat so that I can listen into it. You could also use similar questions to guide students as they write a blog post or as they make comments in some kind of digital portfolio on their learning. I actually often get my students to make a video that they share with me where they answer these types of questions. I particularly love using Seesaw to do this. It's a very simple tool that students can very easily use and takes very little time. But you could also just as simply use something like Flipgrid or anything else that really suits your students and their age group in terms of how difficult the process is. You could also have your students send themselves an email that they CC you in on with advice about what they're going to do in their next lesson. Now, this can be very powerful, particularly if you then begin the next lesson by having them read their own emails that they sent to themselves, because that will help them to guide what they're going to do and help them to really keep focused because they're listening to their own words. And you should know what those words are because they've CC'd you into that email. You could also have students respond to these questions in a forum or in some kind of Google Hangouts chat or something similar like that. Or you could, like what I'm doing right now, is have students record it as a podcast that they then share with you, or even better, have them put it up on iTunes, have them put it up on Spotify or something, and give them a public audience so that they start to take their reflections more seriously, and then you'll see the depth at which they can actually go into with their reflections. Now, when you're getting your students to reflect on their learning, it is really important for you as a teacher to model reflections for them. So that could be you just doing a mock reflection on the learning that they did that day before they start to do their own reflections. But it's also really important that they see how you reflect on your own practice in general. So how do you go about reflecting on your lessons? Or how do you reflect on your units? How do you reflect on how you dealt with difficult situations in the classroom? If you can show any aspects of that to your students, they then see you as a model and they see this as something that they might use in the future as well. Now, I'll actually advise you to do your reflections on your lesson as your students are doing their reflections. In order for that to happen, in order for your students to provide you with really good reflections, you need to make sure that you provide them 
with lots of time in the class to actually do the reflection properly. So often we go, okay, you know, you've got 30 seconds, let's quick, let's do a three, two, one exit ticket. Well, that's a sort of reflection, but that's not a very deep reflection. That's not a very critical reflection. Uh, what you want your students is if you can provide them with say 10 to 15 minutes where they are reflecting on what they've learned over the last hour or over the last 45 minutes, what they've done, what was difficult, things that they can do next time to improve. And you'll actually find students will begin to need less time to do their reflection as they get better at it. So at the beginning, I would recommend providing lots of time. And then as you do this more frequently, you can start to provide your students with less time to do it because they become more familiar with it. But then, of course, you need to make sure that you take the time to go through their reflections. It will give you so much insight into your students' learning, into what's going on in their head, into what they have understood and what they haven't understood, into what's made things easier for them and what's made things more difficult for them. Those kinds of things can really inform your practice. And then you can adjust things. And it's really important that you do adjust things based on the feedback and based on those student reflections that you get given. Reflecting and learning helps your students identify how they have learnt. It helps them to know what they have learnt and how they can improve their own and others' learning. This will have a huge impact on their ability to teach themselves and help them to become more skilled in problem solving when it comes to life issues. It can also help them identify their successful learning and how this learning can be applied to their life, which helps students to see the importance of learning, to identify that meaning to learning, but also begin to enjoy the learning process as they see themselves achieving things in their learning and they start to identify themselves as successful learners. So today, give it a go. Save some time at the end of your lessons today and ask your students to do some form of reflection. Even if it is an exit ticket that they provide you on the way out, get them to do something and provide them at least five to 10 minutes, ideally 15. Then set aside some time for you to read through them or listen to them or watch them depending on how they've done them and learn from your students in that way. Finally, take a bit of time and adjust your practice based on their reflections and let them know that this is why you have adapted what you're doing. Next time you go into your class, go, look, you guys said in your reflections that you hated it when I do this, so I'm not going to do it anymore. But you do want me to do more of this and so I'm going to get rid of that and I'm going to do more you know, it might be more one-to-one conversations or one-to-one interviews or something. Maybe your students really love it when they get that one-to-one time with you. And you go, oh, look at that. It's something that works, but they hate it when you stand at the front of the classroom and give them instructions that they could easily read. So I'm not only going to give you your instructions, you can read it yourself. Instead, I'm going to take that time and stick it into me spending more interview time with you to find out where you're at, where you're headed, what the next steps are for you, and how you feel you're going with your own learning. So give it a go. I would love to hear from you in the comments below about how you went getting your students to reflect on their learning. You've been listening to Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson. Please visit teacherspd.net for more effective teaching strategies and online professional development.